0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still
1: seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight is growing confidence. E equals MC. 13, that all men are created equal.
0: About the future
1: innovations. And growing strength in the air. Tear down. <pause breeze blowing> This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host today, Ryan Treasure, and you're right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. You know, a lot of times we we talk about business related topics and, you know, business books and productivity and technology. And I think one of the things that's extremely important to keep top of mind is like self-care, because I always uh, was told by my mom that you can't care for anybody else if you can't care for yourself. Right. And that always struck a chord to me because uh, I have kids now. And so and she's 100 percent right. Like if I'm not taking care of myself, well, then how can I uh, take care of my daughter to the best of my ability? So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that today uh, so we have an author that's uh, with us today Jen Morgan she's the author of crystals for mom heal yourself protect your child and find balance with the power of crystals so we're going to talk to her about how she found her frequency in life and in business and then of course uh, talk a little bit about the book and what it means and you know with with uh, all of the uh, millennial generation now just getting a little bit older and kind of coming into their own uh, you see a lot of people kind of uh, uh, shifting away from western medicine using essential oils and uh, checking out uh, astrology and tarot cards and uh, doing uh, lots of different things in the space of outside of traditional medicine so we'll talk a little bit about that too but I want to welcome Jen to the show. Jen, welcome.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, we appreciate you taking time to uh, to jump on with us and talk about uh, how you found your frequency. Uh, the author of this book, Crystals for Mom, which is super cool. I like the name of the book. uh We'll get into all of that as well. But first, let's uh, kind of take a step back and let's hear the story of Jen Morgan. And how did you find your frequency and ultimately get to writing this book?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I have a a long winded story, just like probably most of us. Like you said, you know, we get to a certain point in our lives and a lot of us, um, you know, in our 30s or so are kind of coming into this more, I guess you know. I don't even like the term like new age. Like, I, I guess I kind of like this. Like, if you've ever heard the term like now age, you know, like we're coming into this um, this more of a holistic lifestyle to try to find ourselves. Um, and so, where my story really begins is probably in my childhood. Um, a lot of the stuff that I teach about now, I actually had access to as a kid. Um, I was a kid that um, you know my parents uh, you know they weren't spiritual people per se but um, they kind of let us um, navigate the world in a really organic way and so I, I was always like that kid that uh, collected rocks and was like fascinated by you know geology and how things were were forming and and so I collected rocks from a really really super early age and my, my parents like you know, they were like, okay, this is what you're into. You know, you do you. Um, and then, you know, I, I would do things with these crystals, but I wouldn't know what I was doing. I would just kind of use them and play with them. And, um, and then as I got a little bit older, I guess in a way I aged out of these things that I somehow innately knew how to work with um, and life happened. Um, and then in my early 20s, Um, I got into modeling. I actually started when I was 16. But um, when I was in my my early 20s, I moved to New York City. And I was in this world that was really challenging for me. um, Because, you know, where I I now in my, you know, 30s, and and just like many people out there, like, and I'm finding that That true essence of who I am, when I was in my 20s, I didn't have access to that because I was constantly being told who I was supposed to be. Um, I was in a world that was, you know, basically I catered to what people told me I should look like, how, how, you know, I should appear in the world. And I fell into a pretty big depression. And so when I finally decided that I, I could not live that way anymore, you know, I got to kind of a certain place where I knew something had to change, something had to give. And, um, and I left, I left New York city and I just started to search for like, what the heck is the point of all of this? Like, I'm not happy and I don't feel like I'm very high frequency or high vibe as, you know, people say. And so I started to look. And, um, the first thing that helped me was yoga. Um, I, came into a yoga studio and I, I kind of just, I didn't really know why I was there, <laughs> which I, I hear from a lot of people as a, as a yoga teacher too. It's like, well, I, I kind of like walked into a studio and, um, and it, it's pretty intimidating. It was an intimidating moment. I was like, I'm not flexible. I don't think I'm gonna be good at this, but for some reason I'm here. And I just kept going and I kept showing up to class. And through that, I felt something shifting and it wasn't just my body feels better to be in it's like it was like my mind started to open in a different way and through that process i i kind of uncovered all this gunk that had been i guess put on me from other people or self um for for years and years and years and i was so uh in love with that process of finding that that I, I just kept following. I kept following like, where is this going to lead me to? Um, and so I kind of circled my way back to crystals um, f- through, you know, going to yoga. And then um, I, honestly, it was such a strange thing because it was like an epiphany. Like one day I remember like, oh my gosh, th- this is, th- <laughs> these were always with me. This is like a big deal. Um, and I, th- I don't even remember how it really happened. It was just like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I saw a crystal and was, and was reminded or something strange like that. But I think probably it was divine intervention. (laughs) If I'm being honest.
1: That was like your, that was your frequency moment right there. Boom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and it was just like that. It was like, Oh, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and it's so funny. It's on my end right now, it's two, 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 and we call that angel numbers. So, when we see any number that is in a, in a progression, right? It's like in, in a, like a repeat, it's called an angel number and that's like confirmation of what you're saying. So it's like, I'm talking about my divine timing that crystals popped up and then right now is divine timing too. So I, that's kind of an interesting little side note. But, that's awesome. but yeah, it was very much like an epiphany moment of like, Oh, Oh yeah. This is what I'm supposed to share with people. This was always here. I always knew how to do this. So yeah, it was, it, it, I, I get a little choked up talking about it because it's like, wow, it's it's taken me pretty pretty far and I'm so glad I paid attention, you know?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of times, a, a lot of people go through life like that. You know, they're just kind of, you know, going through the motions, kind of unclear exactly what they're supposed to do, but they're doing something, you know, and then you kind of get mm-hmm. to a point where you're like, why didn't I think of this before? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're, you're, like you're,
0: it was so obvious, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: that's awesome so you know crystals are pretty cool i have a cousin of mine who makes jewelry out of crystals and so she had uh, sent uh some stuff to my wife and it was like this amethyst uh wrapped mm-hmm. in some kind of uh like silver stuff that she makes the, the jewelry out of and then mm-hmm. um she said she was like blessing them in full moon light or something like that oh which, yeah
0: yeah tell, that's a nice way to kind of set some intention yeah
1: tell us about that like what what are what are like some of the crystals and and what are their uses
0: So amethyst is is actually a uh, crystal that I suggest for like all beginners. And uh, um, I was thinking about uh, today, like, okay, which crystals am I going to mention? Because, you know, I'm such a nerd now. I could literally just tell you everything about every crystal because I get overexcited. Um, (laughs) But uh, amethyst is a really, really great one for for any type of beginner out there. It's kind of a a good like starting point um, because it helps with like anxiety, stress, um, that kind of all around, like, you know, like that, that feeling of like unsettled, like I'm unsettled. Um, and so it's a really, really good, um, crystal to just like help you. If you just feel anxious, stressed out, um, you're kind of unsure of yourself, you need a little bit of a confidence boost. That is a really, really solid crystal to start with. I actually, um, one of my first crystals was amethyst, and I picked up a really great one um, when I was in Mexico the last time, and I wear that a lot because it's just—it's it, kind of like this multi-purpose crystal, right? So. The, the, the good beginner crystal. crystals are multi-purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> right. exactly. So it's like, you know, the tool that's got, you know, like the screwdriver and, the, and yeah. everything.
1: It's that like the amethyst. Swiss army knife <laughs> of crystals. <Yes. laughs>
0: Absolutely. Exactly. And probably if I would suggest one more, it would be clear quartz because that is, it's very much the same way. Um, but oftentimes, like if you get a piece of amethyst, it has clear quartz in it. So again, swiss army knife you know like you're covering all your bases um so it's yeah that's probably one of my favorite crystals to start with and then clear quartz because it we call it like the master healer um Mm -hmm. because it literally um any type of imbalance can wipe it out pretty quick and it's one of the most common substances uh, in the world you know quartz is everywhere Um, um so it's really really accessible too like you could go into um any type of metaphysical shop or honestly not even a metaphysical shop any place that has tumbled stones for like kids yeah. <laughs> you know we you I, I live in I live in phoenix
1: course. so there's like uh you know sedona has every crystal you can oh, possibly yeah. look for and then there's a place here in town called it's like a town it's called quartzite because that's what it's known for uh, oh yeah for all this it. quartz yeah it's super cool to go there and they have like you know, just quartz all over the ground everywhere. It's pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And quartz is like, it's, it's really interesting too. Cause it's like, um, depending on where you are, it, different types of quartz are available. So like some of them have inclusions in them, which basically just means it's going to stain the quartz like a certain color. Right. So it's like you where, you know, this town that you're talking about might be clear quartz, but say if, if, it, if it, you're up in like the Dakotas, it's probably like tangerine quartz. So it's like, um, yeah, this stuff's of course it has a little bit of iron in it. Right. So it turns a certain color. Um, and, and so it's kind of cool cause it's like no matter where you go, like you, you can get some version of it. Um, even up here by me, we have, um, the Herkimer diamond mines. Um, and so people say, Oh, is it diamonds? They're not diamonds they are actually a, a type of quartz, but they're naturally faceted. So they look like diamonds, like a cut diamond when you find them.
1: That's pretty cool. So,
0: yeah. It's really cool. Um, Me and my sister went to we we drove uh to the mine and we thought we would be really good miners um and i think it's easy to mine other types of things but herkimer is found in this really hard rock called like dolomite it's basically like iron so um yeah we we were not good miners it was very hard to get through we were like you know Maybe we'll try somewhere else.
1: <laughs> you're like chipping away with your 10 pound sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> literally.
0: No, literally you have a sledgehammer and you have like a, like a pick thing and you sit there and you're like on top of like, it was in the summer blazing hot heat. You know, I'm on top of this, you know, hill of dolomite. And I'm like, this is, uh, this is a bit much, but I, um it was really funny. It was kind of like another divine moment for me when I was there. Cause I said like in my head, something along the lines of like, you know what? I'm not sure this whole mining thing is for me, but like angels, if you hear me, can you give me like a quick win? And I literally turned around and there was a loose one right on the ground.
1: <laughs> Score. And I was
0: like, sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna go now.
1: You're like I have what I came for. I have what I came
0: <laughs> exactly, for. Exactly, exactly. It was a pretty awesome moment.
1: So there's uh a wild of like a widely popular uh the crystals, they're they're really popular with lots of different mm-hmm. people. Um what what part about the crystals is is so helpful i mean you have some that provide calming and that kind of stuff but what what makes that happen you know where does where does the power in the crystal come from
0: yeah so you know what the crystal does for you is really based on the frequency of the crystal and that is created through um you know just a a process of how the crystal is created by the earth so you know some crystals um are formed you know, under pressure, or some of them are formed by massive amounts of heat. Some of them are volcanic. Some of them are, you know, it kind of goes back to like the nerdy um, stuff that you learned in school. Like, is this an igneous rock? Is this a sedimentary rock? And so that process um, that the earth actually created it um, with actually determines its frequency. So you have some that are really, really high frequency and then you have others that are a lower frequency, both equally beneficial, but they kind of serve different purposes, right? Um, and then secondarily to that, it's the intention that you give them, right? So it's like, okay, you have this crystal and um, it's got this high frequency, but if if you're not putting any intention into it, um, you're not kind of like welcoming that energy. So it's really like, are you welcoming that or not? You know, because you could... Um, walk into a crystal shop, okay, and there are thousands of crystals there, that's a lot of frequencies. Um, but if you're not accepting of that in some way, by like saying like, I'm here to experience this or I'm here to like welcome this energy, you might not even really feel too much of anything. Um, now that's an extreme case, you really probably would feel something, <laughs> you you know, but um, you have to be welcoming of that energy that frequency. And, um, when you give intention to the process of using crystals, that's when they really work for you. Can
1: you, can you like physically measure the frequency of a crystal? Like, is there a way to actually see what frequency it's putting off?
0: I think there actually is a way. Um, because the thing is, is that they, they actually use crystals, um, in, in like technology all the time.
1: Yeah, I know they, so, use, they use quartz and watches all the time. So and, yeah, yeah, so
0: the, absolutely there's a way to, I, I think it I want to say it's like gigahertz or something, but I'm not 100% sure. I will look that up for you, um, but I'm pretty sure there is an actual way to um, test the, the vibration of a crystal. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's pretty Scientifically,
0: cool. Scientifically, I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> I did not, uh, you know, specialize in the specific frequency But um, I I believe there is a way to test that. And I do have friends that do that type of um, stuff, like geologists. One of my friends from college is a geologist. So I will ask her for you.
1: Uh, I looked it up. Oh, did you? Yep. I'm I'm clicking on it right now. Yeah, there's a crystal testing method. Um, Tested crystals with a network analyzer.
0: Hmm. So probably like relativity to like what's around it. They're probably testing against what's around it.
1: Yeah. And it is, it's in megahertz. So they're like, um, 4,433 mm-hmm. megahertz, uh, is like a yell, like a yellow something or other. And each you like each, a
0: Citrine or something. Yeah.
1: And like all the different colors of the different crystals have different frequencies too.
0: Yes. Yep. Ah,
1: that's it's like, cool.
0: you know, like how much heat is, is used to create the crystal. That stuff has a big impact on the frequency. So, and the color.
1: Yeah, you know what so I'm heat, just realizing pressure
0: and inclusions.
1: Yeah, looking at this too. So, like, um, re- remote control cars. Um, all of those cars, like, when you um, if you have like, like, like ten, cars? ten, yeah, like ten remote control cars all in one place, right? All of them have to have different frequencies, so you're not like oh, driving somebody else's car, right? And so I'm reading. So this is an article about how you test because there's actually a crystal frequency that you can use. You use a crystal and you change out the crystal to make them different frequencies. Really interesting.
0: See, there's so many like practical applications for (laughs) crystals that it's like you would never think that, like you could swap something like that out, but it's like crystals are used in like our TVs, our computers, our watches, like, you know, so many things we just don't, you know, we've known the conductive um, properties of crystals for so long. Um, it's like crazy, you know, and we use them. They're in our everyday life, in our everyday world all the
1: time. And if you're we a big just, if you're a big nerd like me, they use crystals to make lightsabers in <laughs> Star Wars.
0: So, you know, another me- another <laughs> thing that you could use crystals for, you know, whatever you're into, there's crystals for that.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us about the book. Um, where where can people get the book and, and all that fun stuff?
0: So you can find the book. Um, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble's, basically wherever you would go for, you know, purchasing a book. It's there um, as of today. It's no longer on pre-order. It's regular. So, like, if you order it on Amazon, you will get it pretty quickly. Amazon makes things pretty quick. They probably use a lot of crystals as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all their robots. <laughs> you
0: know exactly, robots and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that. Uh, they use their fair share
1: of Yeah, they're well, testing but. these crazy drone delivery things here in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Um, but they don't. I believe that. They don't fly. They, they're, um, I'll give you an example. It's like, a, it's like an Amazon truck pulls up in the neighborhood, right? Instead of the Amazon truck going door to door, the, Amazon truck releases like five drones that are on wheels that have a little arm on them and then they drive so they're like
0: literal robots yeah like and they
1: like drive to the houses that they're supposed to go to and then go drop the drop the package off and then go back so, and but then, there's and then, a person then, driving
0: then, the truck right
1: there's a person in the truck controlling the drones
0: that just seems kind of like
1: so <laughs> so what that means though is and they can they can deliver the same amount of they can deliver like an entire truck worth worth of packages in the same amount of time it takes the guy to like because normally they would drive door to door right they're in the truck and yeah. they drive to the next house to the next house to the next oh, house oh so they, it's like
0: a whole neighborhood like they pull yeah, they, up in a neighborhood and yeah, all and the drones
1: simultaneously deliver all the packages.
0: That's so fascinating.
1: I know. I was just like, "This is pretty cool." There's an Amazon warehouse that's around the corner from my house, so I get to see fun, funny, cool Amazon stuff all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, Amazon's taking over the world. I think it's happening.
1: It's like sky. It's like Skynet. <laughs>
0: Like you never know what's gonna (laughs) happen next. It's robots in the sky, robots on the ground. You know, it's it's very interesting. But hey, you know, like to make things more efficient. You know, I think that things can make things more efficient. But I think also sometimes technology is like um, kind of a miss too. You know, like after a while, I feel like they might find like actually, is this saving us time, or could we like make things more efficient in the warehouse?
1: You know, you know, today is the 12th of November that we're recording this. And today's also the day that Disney plus went live and it went live and it crashed.
0: (laughs) Oh, see, exactly. See, it's like stuff like that. It's like, you know, we think we're we're making things more streamlined or think we're making things more efficient. But um, I don't know. I just I think simple is better. You know, if it works, it works. But if it if it makes things more complicated versus actually being efficient, is it really worth it? You know?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Sometimes technology makes uh, makes things more difficult. I'll give you an example. Right. So um, before the Internet and iPhones and all that stuff, right, I had to go to the library and get actual books to read, to learn stuff. And
0: could you believe that
1: wow I used to, yeah right um, and I, have to, I used to have to use what was called the Dewey Decimal System right at the library you pull the card right find the number and then go find the book on that number right and so I feel like you know you have technology nowadays they don't even have the Dewey Decimal System in the library anymore when you go to the library it's all like cataloged on a computer right and yeah you, and you
0: have to actually use the computer to find the right, book right
1: and it tells you where it's at and so like at this, uh, this rate so like all of these young kids like will have no clue what the Dewey decimal system is
0: <laughs>
1: right, and which so, is
0: kind, of, which is kind of sad because it, i it, it worked right?
1: right, and so I think what ends up happening is you get all like you know I'm not going to say my generation because I grew up like in the weird generation where we had no computers and then I got computers in high school, um, mm-hmm. and so like as you move through your life you have all this technology and everything so easily accessible so a you don't have to work as hard to get the knowledge right mm-hmm. and then b Um, You know, in some cases, it may make you stupider because you don't have to actually think about math or you can just ask Google or Alexa what the answer is rather than working through it. So Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, you know, like a a, a big thing
0: is like it makes people really disconnected. It makes people feel really disconnected from like what they're doing because everything is so like instantaneous. It's it's like there's no brain power or connection between what you're actually doing and the outcome of it. In a way, and it's just so um, it's it's so easy, right? But what that I think creates is this like instant gratification mentality, right? It's like this is at my fingertips; I can get it so quick. And when things are just so quick like that, um, I think I think eventually, you know, and I think that's why people are coming to these like more holistic things, or coming to things like crystals and essential oils, is because they're seeing that this instant gratification thing. Only makes them feel good for a tiny little bit of time. It's like, oh, that felt good, but now I have to go do that thing again, or I need that um, instantaneous result, or I need that person to text me back right now, or I need, you know, this this information at my fingertips. And if my phone is off, I will freak out. Right? Yeah,
1: like when did text like, me- when did text messages become a direct form of communication? I know some young people that are like in their twenties that like. Mm-hmm. I I tried to, I I was, I was hiring for a position here at the radio station. Right. And so this person sends in their email with their resume and I'm like, oh, perfect. And this would look, this person looks qualified. And I go to call them and their voice (laughs) message, their voice message was literally, I don't use the phone. Text me.
0: How is that? And I'm like.
1: and i was like um, yeah. i was really put off by that because i'm like well wait a minute yeah. i don't want to text you i want to talk to you <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. well right and it shifts that like accountability factor too right it's like no like <laughs> i'm not answering the phone this is on you now you know what i mean like if you want to you text me you know so people like i don't know it's like this something's definitely shifting i've seen it a lot too it's like we want things quicker Um, And we want and we want to not also like have that accountability factor for like what we're doing, you know, I don't know. It's like an interesting I think there's like a a shift in mentality Um, and well, it's the same way like I worry about that. Have have you
1: been to McDonald's recently? Like I I don't I don't Um, make I don't make it a habit to go to McDonald's. No, but there's one down the road.
0: So, you know, I was
1: I was traveling. We were driving from Phoenix to Hollywood uh, last Thursday. And so as we were traveling and I'm like. Well, I know McDonald's has salad, so let's go there, right? (laughs) So we went to go get a salad from McDonald's and I walked in and I was like, where are all the people? right they, they had one inside. Yeah, they had one there there were people eating inside but like for workers right there was like a countertop and there was only one cash register with one person behind the cash register the kitchen was huge and everybody was in the back making food and all that and then there's these kiosks that are there right and so if you want to actually order and, and my, my partner and I that was traveling with me we sat there and we watched this happen we watched like a late 30s maybe early 40 year old person come in they completely bypassed the 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 machine and went to the person at the counter. Right. And then we watched like a group of younger people come in and they like, don't even want to talk to anybody. They just walk over and it was like second nature. They're just pushing the buttons. And then, and I feel like that's kind of the shift that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. You get all of these people who are, I don't know if they're just antisocial or what, but like nobody wants, like nobody wants to talk to people anymore.
0: Yeah. You know (laughs) what? I think, I think though, like eventually we're going to see that and, and loneliness is going to be like the biggest epidemic, right? It's like, it, you know when you. people when people don't text you back and there's no kiosk, you know, like you're just gonna be sad. <laughs>
1: That's so <laughs> like, funny.
0: What, what are we all gonna do? You know, like what happens when you have to talk to somebody and you have no clue how to like interact with another human being? Like it's so funny because like every once in a while, like I live in New York and, um, you know, people always like say like you know New York's just uh, you know specifically the city. You know, they talk about like people are just really like antisocial. You know, it's like moving bodies right and then you go to like other parts of the country and people are so happy and friendly and you're like "Whoa, (laughs) am I in a different world like I remember when I went to Scottsdale um, Arizona and I was like everybody's so nice here people want to talk to me well you want to
1: know why we're nice because we don't have to walk everywhere like we get in a car and we drive somewhere like I I went to New York and I was like this is nuts like you have to walk everywhere (laughs) I was like and then and then when you're walking, there's like a bazillion people everywhere. And then, you know, I took the I took the uh, the subway to Brooklyn where my friend was living. And like it was at least it was a little different in Brooklyn than it was in Manhattan. Manhattan was just oh, nuts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brooklyn's kind of a little bit more spaced out and kind of more like families, like depending on where yeah, we
1: were in, like, I think it's called Williamsburg area of Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was That's all it, all was, all tr- it was all it was all trendy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is this? Yeah, this is, yeah. I was like, this is like Scottsdale. You,
0: <laughs> you go, yeah. You go there, and you're like, oh, I am in another world, and everybody here, like, they all listen to acoustic music just like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. Like, like tur- everybody's
0: hanging out, and there's good restaurants. I can only stay there for like a good few days. Uh, my friend, she's literally in the circus. She's she does like uh, aerial silks. Uh, she used to live there for a little bit, and I and I I would go there and. Um, she'd be like, do you want to come to my aerial class? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. And I always was like, okay, I can be here for like a day. But then after that, I just literally feel like I'm in the circus. Like I, I don't (laughs) think I can handle this.
1: Well, you'll have to come out to Scottsdale more often. And when you come by, shoot me an email. We'll have some lunch
0: absolutely absolutely Yeah, you know, like happy people out there i'll go there anytime
1: <laughs> <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen we're talking to author jen morgan about her book crystals for mom heal yourself protect your child and find balance with the power of crystals you can get the book at amazon i want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today jen
0: thank you it's been it's been a lot of fun
1: awesome well go get some crystals people and if you're yeah. listening on like iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or any of those places where podcasts are at, give me five stars because they're way better than four. And make sure you <laughs> share this with your friends. Uh, and if you guys have any questions, comments or anything you want to talk about on the radio show, don't hesitate to email info at voiceamerica.com. I'm Ryan Treasure. This is Finding Your Frequency. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Voice America, the leader in live Internet talk radio.